thing to wonder whether or not the Steelers would release Ben Roethlisberger. If there's any circumstance under which they would do that, it's quite another to think about ways that they could kind of, you know, push him gently, respectfully out the door. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. On yesterday's program, I broached the somewhat mostly unrealistic concept that the Steelers could and should abandon any significant financial commitments to the offensive side of the ball and instead pony up to keep all three of their prominent free agents on defense from going anywhere. That, of course, would be Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, and Cam Sutton. All three of them. It's a special defense. I think it's a generational defense. It's not something that anybody should let go of without a fight. Especially when what's on offense really isn't worth keeping. I'm going to try to do this without prefacing every single statement about the respect that I have for Ben Roethlisberger and what he's achieved here and everything else. So please just assume all of that as you hear this. But here are the facts. Ben's going to be 39 years old. Ben had moments and had some productivity in 2020. You don't get to 33 touchdowns and 10 interceptions by accident. That's a pretty decent season for any NFL quarterback. But we also saw with our own eyes what the limitations were. We also saw the impact that it had, not only on the offense, but also on the defense, because the Steelers never found any semblance of rhythm or ability to maintain possession, and thus the defense was on the field too much. And thus, by that point in December, when you need your defense to be fresh and healthy, they were neither. So you can have the production on one hand, and I'll take the reality from the team perspective on the other. And my team perspective will probably win out. Ben is due, and I'm going to give you these figures in cap hit as opposed to what he actually gets compensated. He's due to have a cap hit in 2021 of $41.25 million. If, as expected, the NFL's salary cap comes in at around 175 or 180, you're talking about 20%, more than 20% of the entire payroll going to a 39-year-old quarterback for a year. And in doing that, you're saying that that means more to you as an organization than having this superlative defense together for another three or four years. How long do you think TJ can be great? That's a fair question to ask. Go ahead. Ask yourself that. How long can TJ be great? Because you know he's getting a megazillion contract at some point very soon. 
to stay a Steeler for life, as he should. Do you think he's got another three or four years in him? How about Bud? Bud just turned the corner, it seems, a couple years ago. Took him a little while, but he got there. Minka's a child. Minka's 23 years old. Cam Sutton's not an older guy. Uh, You know, the defensive line is going to eventually need some reinforcements, but that's not inconceivable. And you're going to get another couple of good years, you would think, out of Cam Hayward and Stefan Tuitt, provided you have an offense that doesn't force them to go onto the field and drag through the fourth quarter at 75 or 80 snaps. This can remain a great underscoring the word, using it legitimately, great defense for another three or four years. And yet, you as the Steelers are going to make a conscious decision to go with the 39-year-old quarterback who might or might not even be around the following year and might or might not even be effective in the one year that you're committing this to. That doesn't make sense to me. So what can you do realistically if you're... Art Rooney, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin. What can you do realistically here? You're not going to release Ben Roethlisberger. It's not going to happen. I mean, you can ponder it. You can, you know, put forth the math on it and see how it works out. But there are some things the Steelers just won't do. And I'm not so sure that's such a bad thing. You do want to show respect to the players that have been among the greatest that your team's ever known. But you know what? They had a similar situation just a handful of years ago with Troy Polamalu. Tomlin didn't want him around anymore. Loved him to death. Thought the world of him as a player, as a person, as a leader, as everything. But everyone who was working on South Water Street for that football team knew that Troy's time had come and gone. He couldn't keep up in coverage, and his manic style, his wild card style to just kind of call his own shots and go where he wanted to, vanished right along with that. Once he couldn't keep up, he was done. So what ended up happening? Well, quietly, behind the scenes, it was made clear to Troy that his services were no longer needed. They weren't about to stomp on him on the way out the door, but they they let him know. He didn't appreciate it. He was angry. He felt betrayed. He felt he'd earned the right to go out on his own terms. That's a phrase that you hear an awful lot from football players. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're not yet familiar with Fubo TV, you might want to change that. Your cable bill, if you're like most of the rest of us, is right in the $200 range. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels. You don't pay for the DVR and you get free installation. And with Fubo TV, there's an emphasis on sports. You'll never miss a game. They have NFL Network, NHL Network, NBA, MLB, the whole deal. And that now includes AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, so you get all 
of the Penguins and Pirates games all season long. No risk to try it. Get full access to Fubo TV seven days for free. Just give it a shot. And, and, because you're listening to this, visit FuboTV.com DK to get 15% off your first month. No contracts. You can cancel anytime. FuboTV.com DK. Troy wanted to keep playing. There's zero doubt in my mind about that based on conversations he and I had, based on comments he's made since then. He wanted to keep going. He didn't want to be released, and he didn't want to be forced into anything. But once he saw, no, 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 once he was made aware of the writing on the wall, he took his fate into his own hands and retired. And once you do that, for anybody who doesn't know how professional sports contracts work, you don't get paid. I mean, you get money that you're owed maybe from the past or on deferments and things like that, but you don't get paid. Whatever the remainder of your contract was, your actual salary and so forth, it stops that day. So if Ben were to retire, he just wouldn't get paid. There wouldn't be a cap hit. There'd be some. I, I don't want to get into all the technicalities of it because of prior deferments and so forth, but it would be a tiny fraction of the $41.25 million. How do you achieve that if that's your goal? If you're the Steelers and you say, well, look, we just need to shove him out the door. We liked what we saw of Mason Rudolph uh, progressing throughout the year. We liked what he saw of his work in concert with Matt Canada throughout the year. This isn't just about the Cleveland game because it's the one time that everybody could see him. He was there all year. He was taking snaps in practice every single day. The Steelers aren't going off a handful of passes the way the overwhelming percentage of the general public is. They watched Mason Rudolph grow up. It's something that I talked about through the year before we even got to the Cleveland game. All that happened in Cleveland was that he did it in front of TV cameras and against an NFL team. That's it. If you liked what you saw of Mason Rudolph in Cleveland, if you're the Steelers and you liked the body of work and you're accepting that Matt Canada is going to be your next OC, then what are you doing? Then what are you doing? Figure out a way to send a message to Ben the same way you did to Troy, the same way you've done with others along the way, the same way it was done with James Harrison before he he stormed out. The same way it was done with James Harrison when he stormed his way up to Foxborough. That's what you do. What does that message sound like? What could you possibly tell someone that would have them forego a $15 million signing bonus just for reporting to training camp? And yes, that's what Ben would get. The moment he walks onto the campus in Latrobe, He is owed $15 million. 
What would convince him to forego that? Well, probably nothing. But again, I'm not being realistic. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to paint a picture for you here so that you have the whole scenario in your mind here. If you tell Ben Roethlisberger, here's my thing. If you tell Ben, we'll bring you back. We'll bring you back, no catch, no whatever. If you can restructure your deal to help us keep some guys, we'd appreciate that. I mean, Ben went public right after, no more than 15 minutes after the Steelers lost to Cleveland and suggesting that he'd like to have Juju back as if he can still make calls like that. If you want to do all that and come back, whatever, you know what? That's great. We'll have you. We won't force you out the door. But we're also not going to hand you the job. You're going to enter this training camp knowing that two players are going to get an equal shot at the starting job. You and Mason Rudolph. I'd like to throw in another veteran or something like that, but it's not it's not plausible. You can't have three-man competitions for quarterback. There aren't enough snaps with the first team to go around. It's a difficult, difficult camp to conduct. But you can have a two-man competition. It's happened before. It will happen again, and it could happen this summer if you make up your mind to do that. To me, there's multifold benefits to this. One, you put Ben's ego in check, which is, isn't easy to do. I mean, he's been built up for a very, very, very long time, but that was then and this is now. Do I have to throw in the obligatory qualifier here that this is all being said with respect? Okay, good. You make it clear that this is how it's going to be. You were already disappointed if you're the Steelers that he wasn't practicing very often. Otherwise, why would Randy Feetner have made that remark that he did at midseason about the wide receivers dropping footballs because they're not used to seeing passes from Ben in practice? That's not something that just Randy thought. That's something you can take it to the bank that all the coaches were talking about. Was his conditioning everything that it should have been? I don't know. I, the next person I hear say something to the effect of how he keeps himself in the same shape that Tom Brady does will be the first. And you tell him, we'll bring you back. But it won't be on your terms. It'll be on ours. We'll call the offense. We're going to decide whether or not to run the ball. We're going to decide whether or not James Washington gets on the field. We're going to decide whether or not Chase Claypool is more involved in the offense. We're going to decide whether or not the ball gets thrown downfield. Because wasn't it funny that as soon as Mason Rudolph stepped on the field in Cleveland, the ball started going downfield? Hmm. And then you put him in a position. It's a no-lose from the Steelers' standpoint. You put Ben in a position where he says, you know what? I'm too old for this crap. I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm going to make it to Latrobe. I'm going to collect my bonus and everything else. But that's it. I, I don't need to be put through this aggravation. I've been doing this too long, given too much. That's it. Good luck to Mason. I'm out of here. 
What's the harm in any of this that I just described? What's the damage? You'll hurt his feelings. Maybe he won't speak to you uh, the way Troy didn't for two or three years afterward. And everybody will wonder, oh no, will he make it to Steeler's functions later on in his life, whatever. Eventually all those things get patched up. They always do. He's a Hall of Famer. Ben's going to go into Canton as a Steeler. What else could he be? And Canton will be filled with a zillion Pittsburghers, and he'll talk about his pride being with this. My point is here is that there's no harm. There's no harm in taking this approach. Optimally, you end up saving a massive cap hit, and you keep that defense together. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question. If you'd like to submit one, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that's attached to each of these daily podcasts. Go into comments and drop it right there. There is zero chance I'll miss it. There is a 100% chance I'll consider it. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. LGKG has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them online at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Q comes from Alan Belomo who asks, Will the Steelers ever have another training camp in Latrobe? It seems to be easier for the Steelers to have it at the team facility rather than to move everything to St. Vincent. This will be the easiest question I get asked on this show All year, guaranteed. The Rooney family believes deeply in tradition. And as such, it believes the Steelers belong in Latrobe, Pennsylvania every summer. Even in this pandemic, I can tell you unequivocally that the Steelers pushed very hard and were very displeased when the NFL regulation came down that teams had to stay at their respective headquarters rather than going off campus. For the record, for anybody who doesn't know, there's only a handful of teams in the NFL that do this, that have training camps away from their team facilities. But the NFL made a blanket rule, and they weren't about to go away from it. Why do the Steelers like being in Latrobe? Um, You know, I could try to manufacture some reasons uh, related to football this, multiple fields that, uh, camaraderie this, uh, the campus feel that. It's not that. It's not that. The Steelers believe foundationally, as hokey as this sounds, and as flawed as it can be, I guess, if you take it too far, that 
doing things a certain way year after year after year matters. That it all adds up. That a player will show up at St. Vincent and hear a story about how that dorm room used to be the one that was used by Mean Joe Green. Or that one over there was Jack Lambert's. It's it's a sign that what's come before you is relevant. Heck, my own most emotional experience in Latrobe was just a handful of years ago. It was 2014, and I was heading back up to the area where the writers work, and standing right out there on the grass by himself, just watching down from atop the hill, the Steelers practicing, was Mr. Green. And you'd better believe I addressed him as Mr. Green when I walked up to him and introduced myself. He, of course, had zero idea, nor he should have, nor should he have had any idea who, who I was. I'm nobody. And as opposed to asking if he had a couple minutes to answer some questions or anything else like that, I just flashed back to my childhood. And I just thanked him for everything that he meant to the team, to the city, to the history of football. Couldn't believe I was talking to him. Couldn't believe he was standing there in front of me. I do not get easily awestruck after a lifetime in this business. But this was something else. Now, picture if you're a young Steelers player and you're walking around and you see Someone like that. Maybe someone more recent that would have more of an impact on the younger generation than a mean Joe. You'd have to rely on, you know, old school John Facenda NFL films to get into mean Joe. But let's say it's a Heinz Ward or a, you know, a Greg Lloyd or someone like that. That's a little bit more recent. It's going to have an impact. And, and yes, Yes, this was my roundabout way of answering an emphatic yes to your question, Alan. They will be back at the Trobe this summer, health permitting. Thanks for the question. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this one more time tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.